Show podcast back again for the second episode of 2023. I'm your host, Sketch O Matic. Sketch O Matic at the helm with another special guest. I'm very excited about this one's she's a millennial. Wow, let's just put it out there right now. She's a millennial. I don't know which version of the millennial she is. I know that there's zillennials, there's these lennials, those lennials. I'm just gonna say from now on, I'm changing it to just lennials. They're like my little Lenny's. She's a little Lenny of mine. She's a little friend of mine, and she works at iHeartMedia alongside me. Even though I don't really see her, she's always busy, uh, ensconced in her work, and she does a fantastic job. Her title is so technical and so fancy, so sleek, that I'm going to let her tell it herself because she said it to me prior to me recording this podcast, and I, there's no way. I'm going to butcher it, but before I get into that, uh, let me remind you that the Sketch O Show podcast is changing a little bit, as before I stated in the first episode with Vic One of this year, episode 20, saying that the Sketch O Show is going to change, you know, with the, the walk-ups and then the re-walk-ups and the intro and then another walk It's too much. It's enough. So I'm, I'm going back to just regular. We're just going to walk up a little bit and then jump right into the interview. Bam. Okay. Enough of the overproduced, Matt. It takes a long time, okay? Guys, I'm getting old. I just turned 45. You know, I got my hurricane and my blue blockers. Ah! Also, speaking of the changes, for me, it's going to be changing to once or twice a month uh, for for new episodes for the podcast. Because, again, I'm overwhelmed with work. I'm trying to make ends meet. And, you know, because I do this for free, it's a lot of work. And I want to give each episode the attention it deserves So therefore, I have to spread them out a little bit more. I know you understand, and I thank you for being here. Okay, without further ado, the Sketcho Show podcast welcomes its featured guest from iHeartMedia Los Angeles, all the way from Yorba Linda, California, Southern Cali, and one half of the Busy Babes podcast, Sydney Novak! What's up? What's up, Sydney? You were on such a roll. I was like, yes, you're Belinda. I was nodding. You you didn't see it, but I was like, I'm not going to interrupt you. It's so good to have you on the podcast, Miss Sydney. I mean, let me just start off the bat by saying you're one of the reasons I got into podcasting because Aww. you were an inspiration to me. And I, I think I've mentioned this to you before over, you know, over email when we we first, because I did the intro for your podcast, the Busy, uh, Busy Babes podcast. Yes, right? you did. And yeah. I didn't know you then. And I remember because I was fairly acquainted with, with the other half of Busy Babes podcast, uh, Hannah. So mm-hmm. Hannah and I kind of went back a little bit. She did some voiceover work for me a, a few years back. And I remember Ricardo, shout out to Ricardo in engineering, who hit me up and played like the middleman. And he was like, hey, 
Hannah and her friend Sydney are going to do this podcast. They she wants to know Hannah wants to know if if you can do the intro, but she doesn't. She feels uh, maybe shy or she doesn't really know you. And I was like, of course, I know Hannah. Yeah, so I I did the podcast. I'm sorry, I did the intro for the podcast, and then your podcast came out. I had just gotten the new iPhone 13. I had just gotten like into Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and just listening to other podcasts and listening, and going, you know what? Man, I feel like I can do this myself. I think I can do this. And when I heard your the first episode of your podcast, Miss Sydney, I was like, yeah, this this is. I feel like it's calling me. There's something that's calling me in the podcast universe to bring something to the podcast table. And I want to thank you for that, Sydney. Oh, thank you. That is so sweet. I'm like. If anyone should have had a podcast first, it would have been you. Well, I I was just throwing darts in the dark. Honestly, we had no idea what we were doing without Ricky or you. We would have nothing. We would have had no idea. And Wacko. Huge shout Mm, out to Wacko. Wacko. I'm going to get him on the podcast, too. I just I just sent him out an invite in person. And you know what the first thing he said to me? I was like, hey, Wacko. You want to be on the podcast? Uh, maybe I would like to invite you personally if you'd like to come on the podcast as uh, one of my guests. No, t- no mm-hmm. rush. Just when you have a time. When you have time, I know you're busy. And he looks at me and he's all, you know, how Wacko is. He's all, oh, finally, huh? <laughs> I love it. You three, you three are the three wise men here. Like Thank when you. you think about it, because you three are the three people that really helped us. Like one, have the confidence two, get us really up and running, and three, like make it something worth looking at and listening to. Well, thank you so. Wow, that was such a good promo right there. That was like so <laughs> P1 demographic, Sydney Novak. You got a, a seriously mature vibe about you. I don't really know you that well. And I, I mean, we, we've been coworkers, but again, like I said, we don't really see each other at the station, you know, and I work from home most days. I'm there on Fridays. Mm-hmm. You come in kind of the same situation. But I want to ask you, what's the technical title of your position at iHeart? Please, for the all 12 people listening. So for our national sales team, um, we have different verticals that specialize in different industries. And I am the coordinator for the technology and telecommunications vertical. Vertical. What's the vertical part? That's the part that really stands out. It's like very intriguing. It's like an action movie. It does. It sounds very fancy. It's really just a way of saying like specialty. So we have like an entertainment vertical or an automotive vertical. And those are the specific accounts that we focus on. Interesting. And because it sounds very almost like you're in IT department or something. It sounds very almost like you're in streaming. And for a while, I kind of thought that's what you guys did, you and Hannah. But Hannah works in a different position altogether, right? Yes. Hannah is in a different position altogether. Mm. So fun fact, um, Hannah works for or is the assistant executive assistant for my boss's boss is boss whoa wow it's a lot of bosses right there up the chain i know i have to think about it like how high up the chain but he's like top dog of our division yeah so hannah kind of works for top dog here that's right so it makes hannah like a top dog yeah hannah's basically like legit so you don't want to mess with hannah right i don't i always i always kowtow when she's around hey hey miss Hannah. like she's like the president walking in i'm like hey you know kind of a salute she's like the first lady if it wasn't a marriage thing you know yeah uh but with your podcast i want to ask you Mm -hmm. if you could just enlighten my listeners on this podcast what your podcast is about i don't want to give away like we said we don't give away too much because obviously the other half hannah isn't here but she does a lot of most of the the heavy burden of the 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 gig am i correct about that she does she is 
the brains behind the operation. I will say that I am just another voice. Um, she is the one that was thinking like we should do a podcast. It would be so fun. She has like a broadcast journalism background. So this is something that she's been interested in for like ever and ever. Uh, she was like, I think we should do one. And I was like, heck yes, I agree with you. This sounds like a great time. But I'm like, I also don't really know how to do everything for that. So we'll talk once a week. She kind of comes up with like a topic that she finds that would work for us. And it's usually great. And then she's kind of been like the leader on like teaching me how to get everything edited. And she puts everything up on the Instagram. I just run the stories. She gets everything out, like the RSS feeds out to all the platforms that we have on. So I kind of just talk, edit every other week and then put a story up on Instagram. How, okay. I know you've, you've talked about this on your podcast because I listen, but how did you and Hannah meet in the first place? So there was someone in her position before she was obviously the executive assistant and that person I was somewhat close with. And she, the person actually recommended me for the job that I had as my intro back into iHeart. So she's amazing and sweet and I love her. But she was like, hey, there's this girl that's going to be coming in and taking over. I think you two would really hit it off. Like you should spend some time with her in the office. And this was in the pandemic when people weren't really coming in. So she's like, if you're comfortable, go spend some time with her. I think it'd be good. And then we kind of like chit chatted here and there. We were like the, the pleasantries, like, hi, how are you? You want to go grab lunch? Like that kind of stuff. It was and then, almost like a set up play date in, in sorts yeah. of sorts. <laughs> exactly. They're like, just be there. You know, if she has any questions Cause at that time, I was the EA, the executive assistant for like a lot of our sellers. It was just kind of like an odd time for for our position. So I was the West Coast counterpart that she could bounce questions off of for that role. And then we really bonded when we did our first work trip in Austin for iHeart Country. Oh, really? Was it a show, a music show? Yeah, it was our um, it was a music coach? festival. Is that what it's called? No, or is that it something was else. I, yeah, stagecoach. Oh, I love stagecoach. Yeah. I'm like so excited for it. Yeah. But. Are you a country fan? <laughs> We're going to get into the music stuff, by the way. But are you a country yes. fan? Interesting. Huge I didn't country know that. fan. So okay, because I'm going to have to use yeah, you for some I'm, country voiceover imaging. Like I've used you for the CHR uh, imaging, you oh, know, yeah. for chase cuts, and I want to use you. But you don't have to do any country twang unless you can. I don't know. Do you do any voices? No, I don't do any voices. No. I'm not good. I, I'm a more facial expression person, like by nature. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. I got the facial expressions yeah. voices. I'm horrible. All horrible. Right. Well, we're going to get back to the podcast. And I want to talk yes. a little bit more in detail. If, what details you can share. But just since you brought up the whole facial expression, uh, I got to tell you, we've had this conversation, you know, on on via messaging each other. And I told you. I started watching that show, Emily in Paris, right, <laughs> on yes. Netflix, and I don't care. I know it's like a girly show. I love girly stuff. I, I think I'm like a feminine woman inside somewhere, but I, for some reason, and I love Lily Collins. I just like her. I saw her in The Blind Side. That was like, I think the first time I had ever seen her. She was a lot younger then, but I was like, wow, mm-hmm. she reminds me of Jennifer Conley. I thought she was her daughter for the longest time. I don't know why I was getting the names mixed up, but anyways- Fast forward. Okay. Now I'm like sitting at home watching Netflix and I'm like, all right, this Emily, it's a new season. She looks super pretty on the cover. And in a lot of ways, she reminded me of you. It just from the cover, I was like, she reminds me of Sydney. So I turned it on <laughs> and immediately it was like this, this almost like it's like they were like watching you and they were like, let's do this show about this girl, but we'll call her Emily. And really, it's it's Sydney because there's like these the mannerisms, even when she's like, I'm Emily and I'm so excited to be here. For those of you who haven't met me, 
I'm Emily Cooper, and I'm so excited to be here in Paris. Like, it's it's so you. Okay. You know what I mean? It's so you. I was like, okay. Sydney Collins. That's you. I've contently re-nicknamed you Sydney Collins. I'm so excited to be here. I, I like it. And actually, after you said that, and you had told me, like, oh, I think that you, you remind me of her. Yeah. Three other people told me that right after. They're like, oh, my really? God, I always think. They're like, I was like where is this coming from? And they're like, oh, because you work in media and like yeah, marketing yeah. and sales. And I was like, where's the Paris part coming in? You're yeah. going to love this. Go ahead. There's an account that I'm helping with and they're based in Spain. Get out of here. Have you been out there before? Have you been to Paris? I have been to Paris and I've been actually a lot of places in Europe. Um, okay. But I was like, what are the odds? I'm like, this is really falling into play here. Yeah, yeah I mean... Because I told, I've been thinking that for just a couple of weeks. Uh, there was, I, because that's my thing where I, when I meet new people, I kind of immediately, and I'm sure a lot of people do this, but I'm usually pretty spot on with my similarities and reminder. I don't want to say um, comparisons because I don't like to compare people. I just mm-hmm. find a lot of celebrities and artists that remind me of people that I know in real life. Sometimes it's just the eyes. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's the mannerisms, personality, etc. It's not always about how they look physically. It's more of just, obviously, Lily Collins is like stature like you. She's small. You know what I mean? She's she's effervescent. She's got the long hair. There's, and I know people listening are going to be like, oh yeah, I got to Google this. So you Google Lily Collins and you Google Sydney Novak, right? Or just busy babes and you'll find her. There's a very strong similarity and it's a great similarity. I wish I could look like Lily Collins or be compared to that. I mean, she's gorgeous and she's a great actress, you know? And I feel like you could almost be like her, her, uh, like you could be related to her or like a you know, stunt, stunt double. double. Yes, a stunt double. See, I have to like my. It's the dark eyebrows, and yeah. I just dyed my hair darker. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, it's this light, this orangey light is not doing it for me. But I'm like, if I was like five shades paler, right. then I would probably be a lot closer to her. That's cool. So those what, did it all three people tell you that the same day as I did? Did it all come in a flurry, or was it spread out? It was it was a little spread out. One of them was actually my cousin, and I was like, "Okay, now now I'm believing it." Like, if it's someone related to me saying this, like, I believe it. But also, I'm like, we don't have. I'm like her goth cousin, like not my actual cousin, but like if I were to be Emily in Paris's cousin, I would be like the dark side. Like she's so bright and colorful, yeah, and I'm like, I, I would be on the opposite end. I think her alter ego, Sydney yes. in Paris. That's like her alter ego, Sydney in Paris. She's. Yeah, she's going to be uh, Emily in Paris, and I'm going to be Sydney in Spain. Sydney in Spain. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> right? this is like a, we're writing a a like a blockbuster Netflix show. Sydney, I want to ask you, how in the world did you even get led into radio? Let's start here. Let's go back to early Sydney, young, like, let's maybe college Sydney. You went to college, I assume, or university? I did. Where, where, I did, did shout out UC Riverside. Oh, nice. And where are you originally? You're from Yorba Linda, right? That's where you're at now. Mm-hmm. And and your parents are originally from? Whittier. Because Sydney Novak, that's, you said that's Polish, right? Mm-hmm. Do you speak Polish? No. no. I speak a little bit of German. Really? On the occasion. Can you yeah. give us a dose of some German real quick? Anything. Doesn't matter. Und Autobahn. I honestly, it's like a fever dream. I can't even remember doing no, or speaking German. You actually like, spoke German as a kid or something? 
first? No, I took it in high school and oh. then again in college. Yeah, I think German is quite a fascinating language. I'm not going to lie. It's coming back to me now. I can remember. Ha- Go ahead. Ich habe keine idea. What does it mean? That's all I got. I, don't, I have no idea. You have no idea what it means in English? No, that's what it means. I have no oh, idea. Oh, it means I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. All right. Well, at least you got something out there. I only, just like I said, I can only say like und and Autobahn. Oh, and Autobahn. Kindergarten, which is a German mm-hmm. word. And Farfiknugan. I think that's pretty much it. I don't, I'm not, you know, and I'm Mexican. I'm, I was born in Mexico City. I don't speak Spanish. I should. And it's very frowned upon. It's weird when other ethnicities don't speak their native tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of Korean people that are from Los Angeles. They don't speak Korean, right? They sound like me. They just sound like American standard English accent like this, right? People are like, you don't speak Polish, Sydney? Oh, no big deal. Oh, you don't speak Spanish? And you're, <gasps> it's this immediate, like, like I've, I'm a convict. You'll, I think you'll enjoy this. Go ahead. I have like a tiny bit of family that is, I, I don't really know them, but they're uh, Mexican immigrants, I believe, to some mm. degree of some sort, sometime in the day, like way back when. Um, and that part of my family, they're like, you don't speak Spanish? Because I think I met them like one time. Mm. And then my Nana was... English like was from England and then my English cousins were like you picked German so I like did not make either side happy oh my (laughs) yeah there's no winning that tug of war no not at all especially if you're picking German over Spanish it's it's again like you're now you're a fugitive Sydney just for the language just to get a grade (laughs) yeah like come on guys well the Germans and the English like did not get along at what point so I was like yeah hey you know what? That's what happens when your family was like alive during World War II and living in England. I'm like, I get it. But I didn't think about it when I was 16. I have a crazy story about that. Uh, the whole World War II thing. And because my original, speaking of like Emily in Paris and Sydney in Spain and all that, mm-hmm. my original, so my real name is Christian Ray Nava, right? N-A-V-A. And okay. Nava was my dad's stepfather's last name. My real dad's dad is that right? Yeah, dad's dad, my father's father. His last name was Bellato, which is Italian. So he's a, he was Italian, like full Italian. Came over from Italy, I think because of World War II. It was just popping off, right? And he saw it coming, so he left and went to Mexico City, where he met my grandmother on my dad's side. And then my grandfather, Bellato, I don't even know his first name, dies suddenly. Mm-hmm. And Lucy, my grandmother, gets remarried. Nava, they take his last name. So it's a bizarre story. Just the whole World War II thing, how it, it almost played into my very existence, which is always fascinating to me. I've never done 23 and Me, uh, even though now would be the year to do it, 2023 and Me. I mean, I don't know what they're sleeping. Yes. They're sleeping on a, a billion-dollar campaign right there. It's, it's fantastic. But have you ever done that? Have you gone through the DNA things and, and checked your, your history no, I, I mean, I want to just because yeah. I'm like, I have, like I said, like I'm Polish, but that comes from my grandpa's side and my grandma's Irish. And then my grandma, my Nana was from England and then my real grandpa. So I don't really know my real grandpa. He's the one that has the Hispanic side. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how, when much of a story. I'm pretty sure he was in like our army at some or some sort of like military at some point and that's how he met my nana in england and then they came over i'm like wild i would love to like know my history it's so crazy thinking about 
how all the sequence of events that had to take place in order for you and I just to be sitting here right now having this podcast. It's just fucking crazy. And I think, you know, you said you're you're 25, correct? Yes. Okay. And I just turned 45. And the older you get, as cliche as it sounds, because I know when I was 25, I, I think I had it all figured out. Not saying you, you have that mentality, because I don't think you do. I think you're an older soul and you've been here before, but that's a whole entirely different story. <laughs> For me, you know, boys, they mature later and w- girls, they're just, you know, they're, they're faster mature uh, beings than men. I, I think personally, I was raised by women, but when I was 25, I, it's like, I just thought I had it all figured out as far as being a man, being a person and just being it like comfortable in my own skin. And as I get older, it just, I, I really truly appreciate the history of everything. You know what I mean? Like how every, even that how the zoom algorithm is able to connect us seamlessly. We're able to record at home and edit and put out our own content through our phone. It's crazy. It's, insane. it's like we're living in the future and you're 25. I can't, when you're my age, how much more advanced stuff is going to be where it makes me, brings me to this. It's like, I think we're on our way to be able to relive some of those memories through some other type of algorithm oh, yeah. of, of our ancestors and whatnot. Right. Have you thought about that? I have. I have. And it's like so creepy. I mean, given the industry that I'm working in, right. like I obviously do a lot of research and intel on what's going on in the world right. and the way that we're taking like technology from what used to be like a phone call to then like a FaceTime to right. then like the next step is like a hologram. Like that's trippy. I know. Right. It's so crazy. And then not only that, but the DNA stuff and Joe Rogan talked about this on his podcast and he and, you know, other podcasts, I'm sure I've talked about it, but I don't hear everybody's. But the whole D, just the government having your DNA. But the good thing about the whole 23andMe, they've been able to catch like killers because of somebody's DNA that like this just recently came out. I wish I could just Google it because I don't remember the name. But this was a news report that just came out probably in the last week or two that I saw. And it was because of I think of 23andMe. I could be wrong, but it was one of those DNA ancestry sites that had somebody, some young girl's DNA, like your mm-hmm. age, who was related to some dude who had been on the run for like 35 years, right? And he had committed all these murders, but because they got a hit on a DNA match to a relative of his, they were able to find him. It's crazy. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, that's like, it's like America's most wanted cyber version. I was going to say. Yeah. If, you, if you're on the run. Yeah. If you're on the run, it's not a good idea, but yeah. <laughs> Don't show your DNA if you're like yeah. on the top wanted list. I think just don't even have a phone, period. I mean, you're always being tracked. They're listening right now. That's why all those ads come up when we're talking about, you know, we're talking about our glasses. You and I, we're talking about our glasses that we wear. I'm sure when we get off and I go on my Instagram, there's going to be like 45 ads for glasses and Oliver Peoples and whatnot. Can't get away. I want to go back to young Sydney. You went to college. You you did your thing. You, you see Riverside or you at, what is it? UC Riverside. I was right. Yeah. Okay. You were right. I got a good memory for a stoner. But <laughs> what got you into radio, Sydney? How did that happen? What was the calling that was like, I'm going to go into radio now? Did you want to be on the air? Did you, what was your passion that drove you to this weird job that we have? So I really was interested in social content huh. before when I was in like high school, middle school. Or high school, 
college, not middle school. Mm. Um, and I really wanted to write for BuzzFeed. Like that was when BuzzFeed was popping off. It was like super hot. The Try Guys were part of BuzzFeed. I was obsessed. Um, and I wanted an internship there. I spent like two weeks building my resume, like crossing my fingers, sent it, rejected in 24 hours, spent like a whole day crying. It was a time. Oh, Sydney crying. And then my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. he's, his mom knew that I was upset about it and I wanted to work in media. And she goes, my friend's daughter works at iHeart. I think, and could recommend you for an internship that they have. And I was like, I'll tell you who it is like after, cause I don't know if she wants to be shouted out, okay. but I was like, yeah, I don't really know what they do. I know that they have like iHeartRadio like has events, but I don't know about iHeartMedia, like sure. And so then I got the phone interview and then from there I did a series of interviews and then ended up as the digital media or digital intern doing the digital media for some of the stations. And I worked with a couple of our old social media managers and it was only six weeks and it was so much fun. And I loved everybody. And then from then I was like, I want to be back with this team, like with these people. I just love it. It's so fun. Essentially, iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia and the position you you hold now is like your first real job. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and not only that, but your first try at getting into radio and you got in at the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had to go back after my internship and finished college. So I couldn't, you know, like put my hat in the ring for any job opportunities or like the promo team or anything cool like that. So I just kind of kept my ears and eyes open. I kept in contact with as many people as possible. I mean, it was so easy. Everyone's so friendly. So I'm like, duh. And then after college tried like hell to get resumes out there. I sent over like 50 to hundred resumes to like just different places trying to get in. And they're like, no, no, no. I ended up getting a, sh- a short stint of a gig at The Voice on NBC and worked on the Universal Backlot for a bit. Oh, yes. I remember and... you talking about that on your podcast. Yes. And you were doing both or you were working at iHeartMedia the whole time or no? Mm-hmm. You were, this is before iHeartMedia. To... Yeah, I was trying to get back in. I was like, I'll do anything. Oh, so you had just did a little kind of almost like an audition in a way. Yeah. Right. And a free how long trial. did, did that, that free trial last? Six weeks. Six weeks. It was a so six you... week internship. And you were by then. It's almost like you're getting attached to like a foster uh, uh, dog or something like that. Then you have to let it go, right? Exactly. And I being that little foster dog. Yeah, and, I had and to walk away. What passion did you have prior to getting into radio? Now, like, what did what did you dream of as young Sydney going to call? Like, what did you aspire to want to be? Well, middle school Sydney before phones came out was magazines, and then oh, but you said BuzzFeed, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, before that. It was magazines. I wanted to write uh, for Cosmopolitan. Really? I wanted to write and yeah. be a content person. And then phones came out and I was like, digital is the way. We got to go digital. And so I did social content. Like I had my blog and I was like, I wanted to buzz. Uh, how old were you when the phone came out? When iPhone came I out? I was, I wanted, I think, I want to say a, like 11. Oh my God. That's great. Because it was 2007. That's when the first iPhone dropped. Then I think that's like right in line. Wow. And did your parents let you get an iPhone right away or they were very like reluctant because, you know, but then again, it wasn't like the Wild West, like how it is now with all the apps and TikTok and da 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 da, all the craziness before. It was almost harmless back then because it's like, oh, this could play music and you could talk on your phone and take pictures. That's that's pretty much what the catch was. So your parents were cool with that? Yeah. Oh, no, I actually had a. Um, oh, I was like the you have to like kind of 
show your maturity first. So I had the, what were those flip phones that like slid and like slid up and to the side? Oh, like sidekick? Yeah, I had like one of those <laughs> and it was like by minutes or something crazy. And, you know, just like how parents do to like protect you and make sure you're making the right choices as you like move on into your adult life. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 16, I got an iPhone. And by then... What was like social media like? What was the so? Because you're such a lenial, you know. What what lenial are you? By the way, do you um, know? I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm a cross. It, like I'm stuck in the middle is where I feel. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not quite. What is it, Gen Z? Z right. You're zillennial. Yeah, I think I'm a zillennial. You're the youngest version of the lenials, right? Which is, or is there a younger version than zillennial? Why lineal? I, I don't know. I honestly, I've Googled it and I was like, I don't know where I land. I give up. Yeah, it's bizarre. That's why I just shorted it to Lenny's. You're my little Lenny's now. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. I think it's a great name. I think I'm going to start something with that. It's going to be trending soon. Okay. That's so, perfect. <laughs> so you get your first phone, you start going into social and social content. Uh, Instagram is already out and about. Fast forward into the transition of passion to go, man, this is my calling. Did you know it then at 16? I don't, I don't know. If I'm going to be honest, I feel like I'm still in the midst of figuring out what my calling is. You're already doing like a, is it like a programming promotional side of iHeartMedia? No, I'm straight up in sales. Sales. So you're on, so you can do like account executive if you want, right? Mm -hmm. Do you work with any of the AEs? If I'm trying to think about it, it has its own title, but the best way that I can explain it in itself is that we sell anything and everything that iHeart has to offer from right. like podcasts to digital to national event sponsorships to like the entire Jingle Ball tour to custom podcasts. So really like if someone says, hey, this is what we are targeting and this is what our budget is, what can you do for us? We hit like any and every market that they're looking for basically and we can really do like broad things. Like yeah. we work with the larger companies, like some of our clients range from like the apples and the googles and the amazons of the world and then as far as like the music side the traveling and like the concerts because you've gone to a lot of concerts alongside hannah mm -hmm. obviously you guys get the because that's some of the perks that comes with the position that you guys that you both hold is traveling to these massive events and these massive concerts and whatnot you actually have to work these venues it's not you're just going as a fan right correct and i will say that is actually not baked into my traditional job that is something that i ask to do through networking right i know a lot of people even producers on some of the am shows like my friend eric sklar he goes out on some of these events do you know eric sklar of course he's yeah. i've actually just got to yeah. know him more recently when we were in new york together for jingle ball he's yeah. amazing yeah that guy's incredible he's a he's a great dude and even he he reminds me of an actor and i told him this i was like dude you remind me of a Corey stoll who's on billions and i feel like when eric gets older that's who he's gonna look like but anyways besides the point see this is how quick my mind goes. as soon as i saw him all dude Corey stole immediately you gotta <laughs> google him you'll know what i'm talking about um, i was gonna say i feel bad i don't know who this person is it's all right he, he does he's, look he's been in ant-man and stuff like that he was in part two of ant-man i believe but back okay. in the day and he's in like i said billions he's in a couple other things i can't remember but he's a good actor he's just but he's like a he's like a really handsome actor you know what i mean and he he reminds me of, of Sklar, like he could be his uncle or something. It's bizarre. Um, just like you, Sydney Collins. I'm Emily Cooper, and I'm so excited to be here. Uh, but in regards to the venues, or not the venues, going out to the to the events, it's a lot of work, right? It's it's not like you're just you're just there backstage. What do you what do you have to do when you go work these events for iHeart? 
So what I do now, because I've worn a couple different hats in those spaces, but what I do now is I work with the artist camps when they come in for if they're performing or if they're just doing some promotional stuff or if they're uh, if they're going to be presenting something on stage. Uh, we'll get them from basically point A to B to C to back to their dressing room. So we take them to all of their media stops that they need to hit backstage as long as it's all approved. Uh, and we just kind of make sure that everything flows smoothly backstage to make sure that everything runs on time if we're doing any live broadcasts or anything cool like that, that there's no hiccups. It's it's really fun. That's crazy. And so you're getting like one-on-one time with the artists. Some yes, some no. I mean, everyone has their own vibe. If they're like setting up for these interviews or these promotional moments, like they might want time to themselves and they, they won't be as engaged. Right. Um, so sometimes you're just working with like the record label and the artist manager and, and whoever is there. Sometimes they're like super chill and like, hey, how are you? Conversational. But I'm not like, you know, hanging no, know. out, You're taking pics, asking girl. questions. Right. No, I feel you. <laughs> but it is it is a cool thing to be a part of. You know, it's a cool collective because you're essentially you're yeah. one of the cool kids, even though you're 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 working. You know, not everybody gets picked for those those roles, especially at iHeart. True. You know, you got to be you, you got to be on your P's and Q's with this company. Mm-hmm. What is like some of the more standout memories you have of some of these artists that you've been with on like a, a out of town event, like something that really stands out as far as a cool interaction with an artist. And then the part B to that question is, and I think you talked about this also on your podcast was like the craziest thing that happened that you can remember. Okay. So I would first like to start off by saying, I totally agree with you. It is a very, um, I can't think of the word, but it's a very honorable position, like in my heart to hold that people trust me with this type of work. And I do really enjoy being like an artist's or their team's like safe space to where they know that they don't have to like, you know, like, I don't know, they can just be themselves and like let loose. They're not on stage with me. They don't, I'm not like some some super fan or something, even though if I am fangirling inside, like, you know, that's, that's a separate story, but I like to keep it cool and calm so they can feel like they trust me. Mm. Um, so one of my most memorable moments was I got to spend the whole day working with Lauv and his team, who are all amazing at iHeartRadio Music Festival. Hey, what's up? It's Lauv. And at the end of the day, he gave me a hug and said, thank you. Hey, what's up? It's Lauv. And that was very sweet. I was totally taken aback by that. I was like, can I hug you? Like, am I allowed? To? Like, this is sweet. Like, thank you. Um, and then, Did you get a picture? No, I usually, I mean, I would love to get photos with right. everyone to be like, hey, like, you're dope. Like... Yeah. Snag a photo, but like yeah. that's not my place to do. Like that's not what I'm there for. So I was like, no, I won't. But yes, got it. Got a lovely hug. But you got a, a memory snapshot in the mind for sure. I love Lauv. Hey, what's up? It's Lauv. By the way, I, I was hot on, on his music early, early on before he even got on the charts. I was like, this kid is dope. And um, he's amazing. What's that one song that he put out? I'm trying to think of the title. It's, I'm drawing a blank here. This is where it's a damn you weed moment. But what's that one loud song? Uh, I'm going to have to Google it because I'm going to play it. Let's see here. He oh. has a song, I believe, called Paris in the Rain. That one's good. That I like but this a lot. is earlier than that. Okay. Oh, for you, for sure. But I'm, the, the song I was referring to. <laughs> oh, I like me better. Woo! I like me better when I'm with you. That's a good record that right there. Cute. That's a great right. That was the first. I think that was like the first. But I heard it like early on, before it was on radio. You know, he was still like an unknown artist at the time. 
mm-hmm. he had a bit of a fan following. There, I didn't really, I don't really follow YouTube's or videos. I just heard it somehow. I just heard it was on like DJ City where I like because I DJ as well or I used to, and I pull records off DJ City. Shout out to DJCity.com. But they had it on there, and I was like, man, this song is like really, it's really pretty. You know what I mean? And it's like it yeah. really hit me because I, you know. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like kind of sad romantic songs and that that guy got me with it so I don't know what it is but I got that feeling Waking up in this bed next to you where the room yeah got no Sydney I got to tell you you are so articulate for being really? this young and I mean listen I'm a very big proponent as you well know the way you write emails that always in, impresses me because everything's spelled. The commas are always in the right places. I don't know if you're using auto. Or I don't know if you're using Grammarly. Big Boy does uh-huh. that too. He's a very big proponent of proper grammar. He gets he gets very like pet peeve when people don't like spell shit right. And I've taken on that. So when I see you doing it, I'm like, man, she's so mature for her age, yet you're so young. And you always have this kind... When I listen to your podcast with Hannah, you both always... First of all, you sound identical like, I can barely tell you apart. Yeah. Are you planning on having any guests on your podcast? Have you already had it? Have I missed it? Or am I not there yet? Because you've been talking about it. But can we? Can you give me an exclusive here? I can, I can fill you in a little bit there. So it's not that we don't want guests. We would love guests. Um, I'm not sure if you knew this, but I'm actually not in the Burbank office. We are in the, where my team is, is in the Wilshire office. So when I come to Burbank, it's purely because I was able to like make it work uh, in the schedule. I see. So we haven't been able to figure out how to get a third person like set up. And we're looking to move to like a more like once a month cadence and kind of, you know, get our episodes in like kind of like maybe block some out. And just like, okay, we'll do one for the first half of the month and then one with a guest. And that way we have like better ability to be with the people that we want to have interviewed. And it's a better interaction all around. So we're working on that cadence for 2023. Uh I like how you said cadence in a sentence. I mean, that's fantastic. She said cadence. Like, I'm like, what is she talking about? What is, what is the cadence reference? What does that mean? It's, it's like how we're going to set it up moving forward. Like that's going to be the. I thought you were going to say like a centralized location for the podcast, meaning somewhere easy, easier accessible to you and to her. Because I don't know what city Hannah lives in, but I know you're in your Belinda, which is far. It's far from where Burbank iHeartMedia is. I live across the street from the station. I were I walk to her. I'm very fortunate in that regard, but I had to make a lot of sacrifices in order to live in this shoebox I I live in right now, even though it's in a primo location. It's an arm, mm-hmm. a leg, a toe, another finger, all bundled together. It's every month. It's, it's I'm just going to be a little nub left over. When the podcast, when you do have a, a guest, I mean, I would be honored if I could be a guest on your podcast at some point. I don't know if Hannah will feel good about that. We but would love it. I feel like we could just chop it up. I'd love to yes. chop it up with both of you. I kind of want to do that. Is that weird? Am I, am I inviting myself on your show? Is that wrong? <laughs> You're not inviting yourself on that okay. show. Are you kidding me? You helped us make our show. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I don't want to overstep my boundaries. No, you're and what we're our podcast is essentially like a lifestyle meets business talk when we can yeah. talk about certain things that have to do with business just because in the positions that we're both in, we can't exactly right, no, give details you. all the time or, you know, drop names here and there. So we try to keep it very like overall general business advice or how we 
learn to navigate the corporate world because like especially for some young girls it's it can be kind of daunting and tricky if you're not like ingrained in the system already so I feel you. yeah Sydney. we'd like love to have different input from different areas that can be more in-depth and detailed and tell us exactly what they do and what they like and don't like about it Sydney, you're so professional <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just because you're so young and i see such a young human being and all these it's crazy. I don't know. I'm just, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. No, far from, far from. Uh, I'm good. At, I'm good at the production, but everything else is a giant question mark. I'll tell you well, that much. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's my sale, my, my inner sales side showing, but yeah, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I never thought I'd end up in sales going back to like the job situation, situation. Mm, there we go. Ding. Yep. ding. Um, I just, I took the, one of the jobs that I knew that I would do well in to or hope that i would do well in to get my foot back in the door at iheart ended up really really liking it oh this is one thing i want to quickly divert into digress into and then we'll go back to podcasting in the general sense of business is i've only heard one curse word on your podcast and that was shit and i really wish you both cursed more <laughs> Sketch. is that wrong to say go ahead i i cuss all the time I hate to break it to you. I, you do? I, I do it Can you, literally all the time. I it will, is not a good Please curse on this podcast. Please curse on this podcast. It doesn't have to be an F-bomb, but please a little bit because you're so, you're like Disney clean, Sydney. I know. And even no. they said shit on Disney Plus on, on the new Star Wars Andor series. I heard them say shit, which by the way was the first shit ever in any Star Wars ever. And if they do it, come on, Sydney. I'll work you on know? it. I'll have to like, let it like somewhat seep out. Like it's, I'm like, so like you can't, when you're in front of a mic, when you're in front of people, you can't be dropping the cuss words. It's not professional. <laughs> you're, I'm telling you, Sydney in Paris, I'm so excited to be here and I don't curse. I'm Emily Cooper and I'm so excited to be here in Paris. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Um, oh, we got to go back to what was the craziest thing that happened at the iHeart Festival or one of the iHeart Festivals that you work. You said the one of the greatest moments or the, the memorable moments with Lauv and then we got into the Lauv thing. Hey, what's up? It's Lauv. Let's rewind. Go back to that real quick. Wildest thing, which I think you also talked about on your podcast, Busy Babes, if you want to check it out. It's on Spotify and Apple and iHeart, right? It's on iHeart Radio app mm -hmm. or wherever you get your podcasts. Look at you <laughs> selling it like a little. You just did a little adlet right now. I did. I thought about it. I was like, I've been waiting for this moment. So iHeart Festival. Yeah, iHeart Festival. What was it? Go ahead. I can't remember what I talked about on the podcast, but there was one, my very first time getting the experience to work with artists. And I was like overly helpful and overly excited. Like, what, what can I do? What do you need? And I was working with Diplo, who is incredible, amazing, so oh, yeah. cool. I was like, what a dope guy. Like, yeah. team, so chill. Everyone's like, a vibe. I'm like, great. This is Diplo? So, a vibe. <laughs> Another one, right Everyone's there. a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there was this cool, um, there was this cool social stop where they were like throwing money, like fake money, and it was just like, money was raining down around them. It was a photo. It was amazing. Super cool. All these special effects. There was like a new, like, container of money that was like, saran wrapped, and he was trying to open it up. And, in opening it up, I was standing like right next to him, like, what do you need? What do you need? You know? Yeah. Too excited. And he goes, someone should get a video of this. And I was like, me? Like, like, do you want me to take a phone, like your phone and take a, like, I was like, me? Just genuinely confused. And he goes like, no, my videographer who was legit right behind me. Oh. I was like, 
I'm going to leave. And then I also ended up walking down the red carpet with him on accident because they were like, just no, just go with him. Just go, go, go. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And so like, I'm like dodging cameras. Like, did you end up on any like photos that got posted, you know, like from like TMZ or whatever, like outlet? No, I was like, I was terrified that was going to be the case. It was like my first time. And the person working the carpet was like, you can walk like alongside them. Like, that's fine. Like, go. But I didn't feel right being there because I was just standing there. And I was, I was like, thank God that nobody like got me. that was like your first red carpet? Yes. (laughs) Wow. With Diplo. And how did Diplo feel about you strolling alongside him on the red carpet? This is Diplo? I don't know, but he was really sweet. Yeah. He was like, he was just, he was so kind. And you kind of feel like you're part of his entourage at that point, right? Oh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, right. they're all they're they're in a very different space than I am. So like mentally, I'm like, I am here to help you like, yeah, do, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And I've thankfully so far with everyone I've worked with have been fortunate enough to only have great stories. They're all I'm like, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's laughs> everyone's cool. been great. Got some knock on wood right here. I'll put a sound effect in. Um, yeah, exactly. We're going to get to the drink, the the wines of choice. Uh, I was a Stella Artois guy myself, Ooh. but I drank like way too many of those things. It was it was like an everyday thing just to feel normal. I know you're very young, but there's a movie called Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage. Ooh. That was like the level I was at at drinking. You're a young guy. It's none of my business, but if you could see what I see... You wouldn't be doing this to yourself. If it ever comes on TV, watch it and you'll go, ah, sketch was not in a good place at that time. But that was a long time ago. That's I'm a million miles away from that guy. Uh, And I'm glad because I never felt more normal, meaning when I wake up, I don't feel like shit Mm -hmm. the next day. And that was new to me because I was so used to waking up, having to reach for another drink. That's how bad it was, Sydney. It was terrible. And I wish it it's on like nobody. like hair of the dog. Yeah. But this was, I was like literally clipping the hair off the dog, all of it, every day. And Oof. nothing is worse than alcohol hangover. No drug can match it. Not one. Maybe I've never done heroin, never smoked crack, but I've done everything else. And I've had the worst. I thought I was going to die. Like for sure, it's it's like I'm 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 headed to the upper room, Sydney. It's going down. Oh no! From alcohol, not everything else. I've had some pretty close scares and stuff where I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to wake up if I go to sleep. But oh my god. alcohol is always the worst. It's like because the next day you're sitting, you're just like you, you have to suffer through it, the mm-hmm. hangover, and then you have to force yourself to eat, but you can't. But you're waiting for that just that slight morsel of hunger to hit you. So you can get something in your system and you're fighting not to drink more to feel like the hair of the dog, like you said, you know, to feel normal or kind of even it out a little bit, take the edge off. But I would drink so much that I I couldn't, if I did that, it would just be leading me right back down the black hole. And I knew I had to like fight it. So Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, sorry, I I didn't mean to jump into my alcoholic past and stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I feel like I wish it on nobody. And I, I, really strongly advise people to like don't drink that much you know what i mean like it's cool to get drunk and have fun but don't let it become where it's you have to drink in order to feel normal like me like nicholas cage and leaving las vegas like that's the level of addiction that i never thought i would be but you know alcoholism kind of runs in my family and not kind of it does run in my family and i wanted to put an end to that vicious cycle and my sister did too which is another person who inspired me to stop drinking um, 
let's go back to the podcast. I wanted to ask you, what other podcasts do you listen to? Like that may, you may take notes from where you're like, oh, I should try that. Or maybe I can apply that objective to our podcast. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I've only known this version of you and this version of you is very full of life. So I'm very thankful to know you, oh, thank you. in this, what seems like a healthier version of you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate and that. And in terms of podcasts that I listen to, I used to be a big podcast junkie like uh, three years ago. Now I'll listen to them when I can, but I like to be, I'm a person that tries to be engaged in the podcast. Like I try to actually listen to it and really take stuff away from it. So if I'm, if I am listening, I'm, I'm doing my best to be attentive. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I listen to yours. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) I'm like, Hey, we all kind of got one of the 10. (laughs) I'm sure there's more, but I also listen to call her daddy the version that's out now not the version that was when they were a duo i really like the interview platform that she's got going on now what what is call your daddy call her daddy her name's alex cooper and she interviews like all of these very different people like from celebrities to like a Haley bieber of the world to like instagram influencers to really anybody that's kind of like hot and trending at the moment or would be someone that's like of interest for just like a like a 20 to 30 year old female, I want to say. Mm. And she just talks about anything and everything and talk about like explicit. She's like to the, like to the nines explicit. Really? With everything. Yeah. yeah. So she curses. Good. Oh right. yes. And talks about, there is absolutely nothing that is off topic. Like sometimes that's a little too much for me. It's where mm. I'm like, yeah, mm, really? Like, yeah. Oh. I'm like, is, I'm like, no one's calling me. Right. Cause like if someone heard this, like, they'd be like, <laughs> what is she listening to? Oh, does she talk shit? Say she talks shit, Sydney. She talks crap. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> but then, I mean, in addition to that, then I'll I'll listen to people like Jay Shetty's podcast or Ed Milet. Um, Ed Milet's like a little like out. He's like, he, he gets, he's very motivational. I don't know how to describe it. It's a little intense. That's mm, the word. Intense. I'm so, intense. Am I not intense or is he more intense? He's like really intense. Mm. Like, like bodybuilder intense but also like tosses in a lot of his own faith beliefs and stuff like that so it's just like he has like the my family we all watch like supercross and stuff and to me he has the voice of the announcer of supercross and it's like this very like deep growly like monster energy yeah what are we gonna talk about today it's like so intense so whenever i send his podcast to people i'm like hey like just (laughs) fair warning it's a little weird as it's that's cool though at least you have your little catalog your playlist of podcasts that you choose from and you check out podcasting is such a cool thing that exists now i'm sure busy babes reaches has a far reach uh the busy babes podcast because you go through Anchor by Spotify. I go through Anchor by Spotify. Is that correct? We have Anchor and we have Spreaker. Ooh, double dipping RSS feeds. That's what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, because Spreaker is iHeart. I think it has, it has yeah, ties with iHeart. It does. It so. has an RSS. But you have to pay for Spreaker. That's the thing. That's why mm-hmm. I don't go through the iHeart to iHeart radio app because I'm only going through. I'm like, dude, this is it's for free. It's fine. You know, I'm not making any money. I run one little ad that I get paid a penny for before my podcast begins. And I think I'm up to like 15 bucks now, you know, so I'm making a little, but that's not what I'm in it for. I'm doing yeah. it for the love, just like you both are with Hannah, you know, Hannah and Sid podcast. You're doing it for the love. And the, the reach part, like I had when I checked, when I did my 2022 year end wrap up review, I went on my anchor analytics, which I love. And you can see. City by city, 
percentages of who's listening. And oh, that's cool. I, I had to reach all the way out to India and Sweden and Australia and the UK and Canada, which I think it was just Tessa listening because she was on the podcast. <laughs> but still, I'm like, this is crazy reached. Like, I'm, these are places I know I'm never going to visit in my life. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I'm pretty fucking sure I'm never going to fly yeah. out and visit India. I don't have the money to travel. It's crazy expensive. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here. You're good. Let's go back to your podcast. Do you know how far your reach is? I personally try not to look at analytics. Really? Just for my own. Oh. I, I don't know if Hannah does, but just hmm. because I don't want to be either feeling like, oh, shoot, that's like a lot of people, or I don't want to be like, oh, no one's listening. Like, oh, that's so sad, but I hear you. I mean, but you should, though, because I feel like people are listening. They are. And even if yeah. they're not watching, like, I know your Instagram, Busy Babes, is, is still fairly new, and I had to start mm -hmm. my Instagram over, which is like social media Ugh. humiliating Right. Yeah. I had over 2,700 followers to 10 years to get there. Then I get hacked and suspended by my own doing. But that's on a whole different podcast. I already explained that a million times. But having to start over. And then I, I, I realized and I listened to uh, my friend Jay Magic and Jizzo podcast is called This Could Get Me Fired podcast. They're also iHeart employees <laughs> up in Fresno. Right. They have a great name. This Could Get Me Fired podcast with uh, John that's Magic and, and Young Jizzo. Shout out to Jay Magic and Young Jizzo from Fresno. But their podcast, I remember they. there was one of the early podcasts that I listened to. I wasn't really into podcasts at all, Sydney, like never got into it. But as I listened to different podcasts, I, I heard them say, it's not really about, like I'm referring to John Magic and Young Jizzo. They said, it's not really about the likes on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And this will bring me the analytics point is that. On social media, it's more about, like, I don't know if you have a professional account set up on your IG, but I have mine, right? You have yours too, right? Yes. And that gives you the insight too of, of insight tools, analytics. And what I like is it, even though I don't get that many likes, and I'm not, I only have 220 some followers now, right? Just because I'm restarting, I'm reestablishing my orbit of followers. But yeah, out of just those 220 something, I see more people that don't follow me that seen my posts. And that what it, that's where I got from this could get me fire podcast is that it's really not about the likes anymore. It's just about making sure of how many accounts it reaches. And that's what I like about the analytics for Spotify anchored by Spotify is my analytics suck, too. I mean, I don't want to say yours, do because you haven't seen them, but my analytics suck like they're not I don't have Rogan followers. I, I This is a brand new podcast. This is episode 21. I'm still establishing a, a, a fan base to a degree or a, a listener base, but what I like is that each one, it will say 1% in India, 1% in Australia. So that means one or two people in these countries are listening, which is amazing. It's more than I thought. I thought maybe just people in Burbank would hear it. Maybe people in, or my buddies from Culver City, who I went to Culver High, they, they'll hear it. My buddy Danny, Daniel Matthews, he'll listen. I know Al Cota up in Seattle, he'll listen. These are friends of mine, just like you have your, you know, your, your, your network of, of circle of friends. They're going to listen. Mm -hmm. But then you look when you go on the analytics, you see that there's more people listening and they don't know you and you don't know them and they don't even follow you on Instagram. They just know you because they saw your podcast come up on Spotify or on iHeartRadio app or on um, Apple Podcasts and whatnot. And that's what's so amazing to me uh, about the analytics. So I think you should you should check it out at some point at some point. Yeah, you're on I episode will. 23, right? You just released episode 23. Yep. We're all the way up on 23 now. So. 
I'm sure there's like a lot more people listening than we expect. I think it's like easier for me to like talk into a mic if I think that there's maybe not that many. <laughs> I feel you. So, so you're not good at pu- uh, public speaking, Sydney. Do you have to do that at all for the uh, position you hold with iHeart? Do you have to like talk on a mic in front of a crowd? No, I don't mind public speaking either. Mm. Um, I think I just get more in my head when I know there's a lot of people. Like if I present my brain in the in the mindset of this is going to be a public speaking event, you know, calm yourself, like prepare. And when it comes to podcasting, I want to be more like loose and flowy. So I have to distinguish those two mindsets. I feel you. And that's no yeah, problem for you? No. I mean, it's not it's not too big of a deal. Like when I do anything for work, it's mostly networking. So it's a lot of like talking and getting to know people and developing relationships it's not necessarily one to many it's one to one because you're 25 sydney and you're in this pretty dope position you know behind the scenes with iheart do you feel like you sh- you could do some radio do you want to try that ever do you ever want to try to get into the entertainment side of the industry where you are on camera or you're doing the red carpet interviews do you because i feel like you could do that because you're so young there's so many different roads to take do you ever aspire to do to branch out and to try something else like in the actual you know to be on camera be on the on the mic i mean i wouldn't be opposed to it i wouldn't if an opportunity presented itself i don't think i would say like immediately no but i also am not going after it it's something that i wouldn't on my own pursue i'm like more of a go with the flow i'm like hey if that opportunity presents itself why not try it you know given it's the right opportunity in the next five years who knows what's going to happen i mean the world's going to shit each and every day but then there's you know there's brief (laughs) it's it's not great it's not great but there's brief adlets and an adlet is a five second spot for those of you who aren't in radio and don't know what the f i'm talking about Uh, but an adlet (laughs) is like a real quick like what what sydney did which available on iHeartRadio app and wherever you listen to your podcasts that's an Mm -hmm. adlet right as the world's going to shit there's these brief adlet breaks of happiness contentment for me i have a very stressful job but it's not too stressful it's stress i can handle Right. Mm -hmm. Every job comes with its cross to bear. No matter what industry you're in, you have to deal with somebody's bullshit. You have to report to somebody. You have to do this. You have to do that unless you're at the top. But in this position you're in with the stress that it brings, what kind of stress does the position you have or the anxiety, does it bring you any and and be real about this? I mean, not not it's not a knock on the position. Right. But working in Los Angeles radio market is not easy, no matter what position you're in, in the radio. It doesn't mean on the air, but being involved in, especially at iHeart, they really make you work for the money, mm-hmm. right? And that's a good thing. But sometimes it become becomes overbearing and it becomes like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm having a panic attack or I get anxiety attacks, you know, or maybe it's just too much caffeine. What kind of anxiety do you, do you experience and how do you deal with it? That's a really good question. And I'm, Finally. I was going to say, oh, please. <laughs> I mean, it really, no, it, it's making me think like as you speak, because I'm like, man, like what times do I really get stressed out? And I, I'm not going to have a super optimistic answer, although I want to. Like, that's just like at the forefront of my brain. I'm like, be optimistic because it's great. Um, but I do think that it's one of those scenarios where the job that I'm doing and my personality really fall in line very well. Like I'm a, I'm not really complacent when it comes to anything. So I'm always looking for like, what's coming up, what's coming up, what's coming up, what's, how do I prepare? And that's always how I've been, which kind of falls really well with like 
what my tasks are daily, weekly, monthly. But when I do get stressed out, it's usually because since we are so big, we have a lot of events that kind of start to fall into overlap in terms of timing for preparation and just making sure we're on the ball for everything that's going on because we have so many kick-ass events. It's like so fun, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of planning having them yeah. all, all in the same month and making sure you're like, you're on top of your stuff every time is, mm-hmm. is when I'm like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Okay. Oh shoot. I forgot about that. Like it's that type of, um, just making sure you're on the ball. That's where I like, and then I put a lot of that stress on myself. I, I'm going to be honest. It's like me being like, you need to be on your stuff to make sure that you can maintain where you're at. It's almost like you're trying to outwork yourself. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. It's like, you want to make sure that you're not the reason something doesn't go right. Yeah. The disappointment that I get when I mess something up, it's not even people who like my uppers, you know, like my managers that get mad. It's me. I'm the one who gets the most upset at myself. And I beat myself up like a comic bombing on stage Every comic has to bomb no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, par, it's par for the course in the comedy realm. I'm not a comedian, even though I'd want to try it, but <laughs> I'm afraid of bombing. I'm a funny looking guy and I'm funny in the moment, but telling jokes to a, a completely packed room full of strangers is a whole different arena of being funny. But in radio, when I mess something up, I really beat myself up. Do you beat yourself up over things that you mess up or do you kind of just brush it off and you know, chalk it up to the school of experience, as Big Boy always says. I I try not to beat myself up, but people that know me well would say that I definitely do beat myself up. Um, yeah. It's not so much that I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm like mad at myself. I just internalize it and I think about the ways that I could have done it differently. And then I'm like saddened that I didn't do it differently, but I'm not mm-hmm. exactly like angry with myself. It's really interesting. Like, man, like, Ugh. like this that feeling as an emotion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see I, I i don't know if you can do you have any anger issues because i've actually saw a therapist during the pandemic i don't go to therapy i've always wanted to it's just expensive and i know they offer it through a hire but it's just you know i'm not i want to find my own and i want to pay for it mm-hmm. but it's expensive but it's good to lift up the mental hood meaning the you know the hood of your brain and look inside psychologically and get like a better understanding of what's going on in there. What's the pre-programmed wiring at work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was raised, you know, I'm Mexican, my dad and mom, they'd argue a lot and stuff like that as I grew up. So in a way, when I would deal with anger, I would, I would blow up kind of like my parents do. Right. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it's mostly just at myself. Like I actually get I yell out loud at myself when I mess something up and I'm like, fuck, you know, every other word is a curse word. And I'm like, my neighbors are probably like, what the fuck's going on? Here? <laughs> you know, but it's usually during the day. It's just during work hours. But I still I get so angry. Oh. And really, for what? I, I look back and I'm like, it's not that fucking serious. Yeah. It's a commercial, man. Or it's, you know, you forgot to put the sound effect, that one sound effect of the dog barking in the promo. And I forget, but I act like... <laughs> Everybody else is going to notice and nobody notices. Nobody even really cares. They don't listen like I listen or like you listen because we work in radio. Mm -hmm. We listen with both ears. The general public, otherwise known as laymen who aren't in the radio industry, when they listen to the radio, they're only listening with one ear, meaning like they're doing other things. They're on their phone. They got their kids in the back of the car. They're on their computers. They're just listening. It's atmosphere. Yeah. But when when I make a mistake, I get so angry. Do you... 
do you ever blow up? Because I feel like you don't get angry. Do you get angry, Sydney? Yeah, I get I I would say it's not so much anger. It's frustration. My own personal thoughts on like a lot of people's mental state over the last two years is that we've been far too isolated with far for far too long. And a lot of people I'm very fortunate enough to live in the OC where we have an abundance of open space. So I could take a lot of walks. It was actually a very like mentally refreshing time being able to have that independence and like ability to go outside and take those breathers versus like working in an office. But I think for myself, it's like I have a a hard time setting expectations personally to where I get really frustrated that I'm not meeting the expectations that I set for myself. Like it all has to do with like myself as an individual, I would say. Like I can I can get as mad as I want at someone, but it's not necessarily that I'm mad at them. I'm either really anxious and I'm a very like vocal like up down like it's just expressive personality so like when i'm anxious as my anxiety gets louder like i'll get louder even though i'm not necessarily mad and then i have to go like oh wait i'm not mad i'm just loud like <laughs> i have to like mm. break it down Damn. so then i then sometimes like oh, I, of course everyone gets mad and then it's just like well why like yeah that was that was stupid or why was i mad oh because i didn't meet this expectation or this time frame where I'm rushing because I didn't meet that expectation. So now I'm frustrated because I didn't do the stuff that I needed to do. It always comes back to like, you could have solved it. And then I'm like, well, you could have solved it. And it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you're so much light years ahead of me, Sydney, being 25 years old. I mean, just the way you even explained that was spot on. Yeah. Um, Everyone gets mad though. I'm like, that's just a part of life. This leads me to this question in regards to relationships. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult to maintain that in today's times of love and relationship? I think with the right person that has the right intentions, it's not difficult, like at all. Um, Parker is awesome, and we did meet very organically, and it was just very easy and natural. A lot of our like personal lives lined up, and our hobbies, and things that we liked and were interested in, and he gets along with my family, and I get along with his. It's just very easy it was always very easy in terms of apps and stuff that's something that's always frustrated me and scared me about dating in this this environment so everybody that i have ever dated or met i've always met organically uh i i had a dating app for a day and it was a joke and everything on my profile was a joke and it was like i was just you know trying to see what a dating app was like because i was curious but also like didn't really want to meet anybody on there so we had some fun my like my friend and i had some fun with it just making everything funny what app did you jump on first hinge ah yeah yeah i remember hinge Mm -hmm. yeah and so i just i put a bunch of like really 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 good looking photos we like picked them sent them in a group chat with my friends we decided this was the album this was it and then I put like Borat quotes. But it didn't, it nothing, you know, did you actually go on dates <laughs> no. at all? No, not at all. You didn't respond to anybody. I'm sure you got hit up like crazy. I, I responded to some people and they're like, oh, yeah. funny. I like it. And I was like, oh, great. Cause like that's not like 100% my personality, but like <laughs> we'll go with but it. Do, I mean, it's just, it's like a threat immediately. As soon, I can't imagine being a female on a dating app. Because I would be scared to open any message because the first thing that's going to pop up most of the time is a D pick. <laughs> And I don't understand this this logic of men. It makes me ashamed of being a man when I hear of other men sending random women. You haven't introduced yourselves. Not even a hello. How are you? 
oh, I see you're out in, uh, you know, Toluca Lake. I'm over in Granada Hill. Like, it's never just a casual. Like, if you met somebody organically in a bar, you wouldn't walk up to them and just whip out your D. You wouldn't. I mean, if you did that, you'd be arrested. (laughs) That's why there's security guards. Like, (laughs) I just. Yeah. Why on earth? It's never worked. I remember we talked about this with Kristen Lamont. It's never worked in human history since the beginning of man whipping out uh, since pictures on phones were invented. It's never worked. Not one time have I ever heard a story like I sent her a D-pick and we hooked up. Never. And it never will happen. I hope not. Have you been bombarded by any D-picks in your in your app dating days? Nope, never. I, and honestly, really? You're lucky. I've only I only had the app for like five days. I had it for two days that I like checked it and like was like, maybe yeah. I'll like try this out. And I was like, no, I'm done. I was like, this is, this is silly. I can't keep up with it's this. Bad. I feel yeah. like they're also talking to a lot of people. I did not sign up to be in an episode of Digital Bachelor. Like I'm out. Okay. But in regards to your, your relationship, I'm just wondering in when behind closed doors, when things bother you or something like, you know, little, little moments, that's the little things that get you, mm-hmm. right? It's not some big thing. It's usually like, uh, you didn't even ask me what I wanted to eat when you went out and got something like these little things or why didn't you, why did it take you an hour to reply to my last text? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I mean, do you deal with that at all? Not necessarily. I mean, there's definitely like when you're in a relationship with somebody, I think you should have disagreements and should have arguments because if everything's just roses all the time, there's something that's like not right. Right. It's just two people. I mean, if you do like that's phenomenal. But if there's two people that just like fall together and it's like a wonderful world of rainbows and butterflies, like that's amazing. But sometimes there's some like real life stuff that you have to figure out about your life and their life and how that's going to work together in the future. And I have become more of a realist in that realm because I used to be very fairy tales and butterflies and everything works out beautifully. Um but then just, you know, life happens and you have to realize like, hey, it's not all like that. And you have to like actually think logically and you have to keep your head and your heart separate sometimes. How long have you been together? We've been together for almost two years. OK, so that's now my mom always told me you don't truly know somebody unless you've been with them for two years. More specifically, lived with them for two years. But yeah, you two I've never aren't currently living together. Right. No, we're not, okay. we're not. I've never lived with any boyfriend. Um, I've really? spent a lot of time to where it was almost like living with someone, but never like officially moved in, if that makes sense. Do you ever plan to? Are you trying or you need to get married first? Are, you, are your folks like traditional like that? Uh, no, we're not really traditional, but I would love like I would love to move out and like start the life before the whole like yeah. engage and yeah, just for my own like personal knowledge but also like if the if the housing market could chill a little bit like that'd be cool yeah. like <laughs> i don't know what the prices are like in your belinda but it's outrageous out here in burbank that's for sure it's it's i've looked from corona to santa clarita and i want if i'm gonna do any moves i'm going to i want to buy it we're gonna wrap up after this sydney because i know i kept you we're way over an hour now but i do appreciate your your patience and your professionalism with podcasts and all the insight and knowledge that you're dropping here today, Sydney Novak, <laughs> a.k.a. Sydney Collins. Well, thank um, you for interviewing me. I'm like, I feel honored. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's it truly is a uh, it's an edification type of professional relationship I share with you. And I got the word edification from John Legend. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. But I do want to ask you, and this is an important question, is is. Where do you see yourself in in the next five years? Are, are you trying to stay at iHeart? Are you trying to 
go somewhere and do uh, you know apply your skills because every day you're learning something new working at iHeart. Every day oh, yeah. you're, you're you're applying things that you work that you worked at before iHeart, applying them to iHeart, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But where are we going? Where is the end game, Miss Sydney? Where are we headed? That's a good question. And am I going with you? All right. So <laughs> you can come with me. Yes, because I hope Yay! that I'm still at iHeart. <laughs> okay. But if I were to say like what I hope my future has in store, I hope that it's still with iHeart. I hope that it's still learning. And I hope that it allows me the flexibility to still be in Orange County and able mm. to travel and able to just kind of like be around. I don't know. Like I like being in the office um, every once in a while. Like ideally would be like a couple times a month versus a week. But hey. Um, right, right. It's a long drive. That's a long trek to and fro. It is. And studios. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I love seeing everybody. I love being around people. And I'm like, I just want to have, hopefully in my future, a job that allows me the flexibility to be independent as well as like totally be involved and passionate and excited about the job that I get to do every day. A little spoiled by the pandemic, like getting my first experience in a corporate environment, like not having that like grind like nine to five like insane like just being in an office like i had that ability to be like i can really grow my craft from from a virtual space and it's a totally different way to learn how to be in corporate Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm interested to see where everything takes us um in the next couple couple years so i'm like i just want to see how what the world looks like with technology growing but also really high influential ceos being like everyone needs to be back in in person and collaborating i'm like what is going on because we're moving this way and we're going this way and like what's going to happen so something i noticed too i'm going to point out before i let you go is not one curse word this whole time not one i need one well shit yes <laughs> god bless america <sighs> sydney novak i can't thank you enough for taking the time to be on the show and to be featured this week on the sketch o show podcast i really appreciate you one half of the Busy Babes podcast. Make sure you check it out. Busy Babes podcast on iHeartRadio app, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Sydney, can you do it one more time? You can find the Busy Babes podcast on the iHeartRadio music app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that I can seriously be a guest at some point. Yes. Um, I'm just peer pressuring just a little bit. Um, you know... <laughs> I've never been a guest on somebody else's podcast, so I, I'm well, just curious what that's like. And you we'll know what? Out. I'll even throw this out as a little sweetener on the deal, just to convince Miss Hannah. To sweeten it. Well, I'm going to do it anyway, just because it's what I do. Okay. Is if it does happen, I'll edit it. Oof! Now that is an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Boom! Just like Don Corleone. Look at you, Sydney. You're like the Godfather, except female. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I wish we could have done this in person, Sydney, over at the station. You know, we try to coordinate that a little bit, but the stage, you know, the station's going through the studio space situation situation, and I couldn't get a studio uh, put aside so we can we can record together in person. Plus, you're mm-hmm. in Yorba Linda, and I'm in Burbank, and it's just it's too much. I'm like, let's just utilize the Zoom, and we made it happen, and and here we are. We, we episode twenty one with Sydney Novak 
Hannah and Sid Busy Babes podcast, a.k.a. Sydney Collins, Sydney in Paris, and Sydney and Yorba Linda. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, S.A. Okay, bye. I'm Emily Cooper, and I'm so excited to be here in Paris. Well, shit.